We're here to redefine success, to inspire diverse work cultures and life purposes. Only authentic stories are shared here, real lived experiences of making it. I'm your host, Jocelyn Lee. Let's dive in. Welcome back. Thank you very much. To making it. You're very welcome. I mean, skipping the formalities, you're my friend, my buddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> my Danish buddy. And I'm super excited to have you here because one, not only are you inspirational, you are also a man of action. And that is um, hard to find these days that are examples that people can actually like follow how to create and make in the world in a relatable way. Hmm. Thank you. I, I appreciate that a lot. And I'm very happy to be a guest because I've, you know, I've, I've, I've listened to uh, your other episodes and I've just been waiting for my invitation. So it's just <laughs> and you're also the only person who listens to my episodes. So thank that's you. Not, that's not true at all. I'm sure. Oh, but you're on here today and we're going to unpack a little bit about your journey on making it. But I think it's important that we start with where you are right now. Yes. Uh, okay, that, that was not a question. I'll just start talking then. Uh, <laughs> I could introduce you if you prefer. I would love to hear, hear okay. you. I would love All to hear right. that. And I'll, I'll add if there's something missing. Okay, so we have Mass here, who is the brand manager for Greenspeak. And this is Denmark's only charitable telecommunications company. And they do a lot of amazing things with planting forests, but also actually helping local communities, local organizations that are also contributing to sustainability by donating the profits that they make and divide them amongst these organizations. Exactly. Yeah, we started a mobile service provider that um, so it just gives the money to, to charity um, and, the, and the, the customers decide how the money is divided. So we have a vote every two, two times a year where if you if one organization gets... 10% of the vote, they get 10% of the money. Uh, we have 17 support projects that you can choose between. We like to we like the idea of having a, a sort of a wide palette, so there's something for everyone. We you can support the rainforest, and you can support the homeless, you can support animal rights, you can support vegetarianism. You know, you 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 want it, we got it. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, to add to that, we we uh, set up a structure that um, where we have a maximum salary of uh, 30,000 krona a year. That's the median for working people in Denmark. And uh, we have equal salary. So the, the CEO makes the same as the newly employed. And we put in a contract that we can't sell our shares uh, for more than we bought them for. So the, po- the point is not to <clears throat> the point is not to make millions selling this thing. The point is to use it as a platform and as, as a brand to create positive change in the world. And you've actually also expanded already. And wait, first, how long has this company been around? We've been around for, f- we have a five-year five year birthday, I think, oh coming up God. in a month or so. Um, yes, and we, yes, and we've expanded to other areas. We started a online sustainable marketplace where we get uh, vendors of different, different products that are more sustainable than you would find. It can be anything from a bamboo to- toothbrush to, to sustainable furniture to... You know, again, you, if if it exists, then we want to then we want to have it there. So you have a better chance of finding a sustainable, ver- um, a sustainable version of what you would usually use in your everyday life, and that's now already the biggest marketplace of its kind in Denmark. So that's that's pretty good. Well, congratulations um, on the five years. 
Cheers. Thank you. We also we also want to um, help uh, make it easier for Danes to um, participate in the renewable energy production uh, in a decentralized way. So we also we started a co- uh, collaboration with an electrical company where if we get them customers, then we'll get part of the profit and we'll use 100% of our part of the profit to uh, make solar cells cheaper for regular Danish homeowners. Um, all, all in the sort of the 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 mission of just let's let's just fix these problems we have this the problems are obvious and the solutions are obvious the only thing that's really keeping us from this is that we don't seem to have the money to do it mm. so let's try to see if we can find a way to finance this mm. and uh, oh also there's a new project uh, coming out that hasn't come out yet but hopefully this <laughs> podcast is not coming out too soon and i don't know if you've heard of this but uh, we also we keep getting asked about broadband about internet um, so we started uh, a new collaboration with an internet company where, again, we get part of the profit if we send customers their way. And we're going to use this money to buy up land in Denmark and grow um, forest uh, to not f- necessarily for climate change purposes, but for biodiversity purposes. So this will be untouched f- forest. It will be old growth forest. We'll just leave it alone. Uh, that's the new thing on the horizon. So so yeah, we're trying to we're trying to do our best where we can. Uh, it sounds like you're doing really great in five years. Most companies or businesses don't make it. That's the, usually how it goes. And you're already expanding into so many different projects, um, and very well worthy ones as well. And you know, I think when I met you, has it been like a year and a half, almost two two years? It's only been two years. Has yeah. it been two years? Yeah. That feels like a lifetime, buddy. <laughs> it feels like a lifetime. Another life. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, yeah, in two years, even in two years, um, when I met you, I think you were still working part-time. Yes. I was still working as a, as a, a cinematographer and editor for a production company, a small production company in Copenhagen, um, which was, I had this great boss. He allowed me to just sort of in steps go down in time. When, 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 because we were working the first three years, we were working free for Greenspeak because it was very important for us that we didn't sort of gather more and more debt. We didn't want to have our in, uh, outside investors. Um, and we wanted to be able to give money away as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. So people knew that what we said we were going to do, we were actually going to do. So we worked for free for the first three years. But then when we had enough customers, we could start making like 5000 a month, mm-hmm. which meant that I could go down a few hours at the other job. And so in, in a step-by-step process, I slowly, my, my boss, who was super large about Can this. Can you give him a shout-out? Yeah, boom, you're the man. <laughs> <laughs> Nerd Productions, if you want to have a video production company, hire them. Um, yeah, it was super large and allowed me just sort of step-by-step uh, work there less and work on Greenspeak more. And it was very seamless, very important for the process. seamless transition yes. that's amazing because yeah we met at this place called think dk which is basically a community center for sustainable projects initiatives mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. and um, we were i was doing some work with them at the time and then you were filming and then we were jamming much like we are right now has like give you these like like shooter fingers laughing i asked us off <laughs> yeah, exactly and I was just so amazed at that time of like what you guys were doing because Think was going to be one of these uh, projects that you would support yes. through Greenspeak. And I just remember hearing this idea. I'm like, oh my God, this is a brilliant idea. And really all the holes you could say that a person could fall through, um, values could fall through, uh, uh, vision could fall through. It seems like you really had it all wrapped up. And 
I'm just very curious before we also get into how you got into this mm. is was it difficult making it that way? Was it difficult to, because you're not alone in this, you have a, couple, a few other partners, mm-hmm. um, to have such a solid plan and follow through with this compromise, you could say? It took uh, a year to develop, just develop the concept of how we wanted to do it and what kind of kind of rules we want to set up and, and how did we want the voting process to work and did we have to vet support projects or would we just trust that they knew better than we do and all this stuff um but it really helped that my my two partners we share basic values we we don't want to uh focus on making money that we want to focus on making a positive difference and we just want enough money so that we don't have to worry about paying bills and save up a little bit and you know a, 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 a sort of if not minimalistic life, but it's sort of a, a comfortable life that where you don't have to worry about getting money. But then it has to become has to become about something else mm. once you get to that point. Um, so that really helped that we shared really common values because I, I've seen other places where two partners get together and you can see that they they care very much about different things. One of them is the creative one and one of them is the business guy, but they have very different values when it comes to this. And I, I assume that it must lead to some conflicts. Um, and we, we haven't had that in that sense. We've had compli- conflicts about where to go and, and what to do, but never about the values. We already land, always landed on, on that. Um, so yeah, then if you start with that, I think I think you're much more solid base to move forward for a long term. Because that is really the most remarkable part is that there is this foundation that you all agree upon on, um, yeah, how you want to grow mm-hmm. together. Yeah. And where did these values that you share come from? And yeah, how did you get together? <laughs> Um, I, I guess I should go, go back to to where it started for me because that's mm. also where it started for them. Um, it, back in 2011, I had been I've never really knew what I wanted to do. I got I I just finished my bachelor bachelor's a year in Arizona, and I didn't know what I wanted to do. Maybe some video production, but I didn't really have I, I didn't really have a very good idea. And then I saw a movie. I saw a documentary called Zeitgeist Moving Forward. Mm-hmm. And it really, from one day to the other, it really changed me because it showed me what, what, is, what is actually going on, what's wrong in the world, and what can we actually do to fix it. Um, all these things that I considered a lot of different problems, they ha- a lot of, most of them have a common root. Uh, and, mo- and most of all, what, what was really the eye-opener for me, was this idea of where are we with technology? It, it really shows some like video clips of, of things I had no idea was possible. Uh, and also, what is what does money do to us? So um, money is a very useful tool to re- allocate resources and also to get sort of you get your needs filled and buy your buy your things and what you need, but we can't ignore that they also it also creates some some strange incentives greed comes f- in in a sense um inequality comes from money because because the moment you have money the moment you buy something you have less money than the your neighbor so you instantly have inequality and from this comes out a sense of because um, money creates also safety it's if the more money you have, the the, the stronger sense of safety, mm-hmm. at least to a certain point, you have. 
um, which is which is real, this sense of safety. But that also means that you you tend to create greed, you tend to create corruption out of out of money because you the more you can get out of the money, the more safety you have, the more security you have. And these incentives, um, I think, are really unhealthy. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm not convinced anymore that we need money to allocate our resources. I think with automation, we can do a lot and machine learning. Um, so after I saw this movie, uh, my world was changed. I, I remember walking down the down the street towards my brother the next day <laughs> and looking at it was it was election season and there was posters for election campaigns. I was like, why? Why am we not? One thing this movie also talks about is using the scientific method for social concern instead of using politics. Um, so all of a sudden I was, I was looking at all these posters, uh, election posters and thinking, this doesn't make any sense anymore to me. Was this in America? Was no, no, still? this, this oh, was, was in Denmark, Denmark now. I was, oh, okay. I was, it was in Denmark, yeah. <laughs> we also have elections here. <laughs> um, and I was looking at the, 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 you know, the brick houses and realized that this is not sustainable in any way. There's no plan for how, what's going to happen to these bricks after you're done with the, with the house. You're just going to tear it down. Nothing is planned to be sustainable. Uh, we um, here's a, a distasteful so sort of a distasteful example, but we put all our pee and our poo together with our clean water, sort of our rainwater. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no design in mm-hmm. it, it, There is design, but it's a hundred year old design. Mm-hmm. We have not managed to update our design. Mm-hmm. So it's the world, in some sense, no longer made sense to me when I was walking down the street. And in some sense, I could totally see how we got here. Mm-hmm. I could totally see how we got here. So in that sense, it did make sense. Um, so, uh, given that uh, this movie was the catalyst for, for my new, what I call it, I had a splinter in my mind. It created a splinter in my mind, so every day I kept thinking about it. I couldn't mm-hmm. let it go. Um, I decided, okay, so I see that there is actually a, uh, there's a chapter of the Zeitgeist movement in Denmark and Copenhagen. Okay. I should go talk to these guys. Mm. And there, I really, I found people that I could really connect with. Uh, they 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 knew these things about these things even more than i did because i was still a noob in in sort of the it's a, it's a big topic and there's yeah. a lot to learn and that's where i met anas who became uh who i started greenspeak with and um so he was he was already also a proponent of this idea of the resource-based economy that the, the psychos moving forward movie talks about um and um so so Based on that, and Mark, who's my other partner, we, he also he was also part of the Sarkas movement. I've never met I had never met him through that, but Anas had. So in that sense, we all shared these values that we don't actually care about the money, and we would rather try to work towards a, a, a in a direction or towards a goal where people don't need to fight for the money to get basic needs and to live out their dreams and to be happy and healthy and have a high standard of living in a sustainable way. Um, so therefore, it was it was sort of easy to start this this thing called Greenspeak with mm-hmm. those common values. You're meeting in the same reality in a lot of ways. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and creating a bigger version of it than just the chapter. Yes. Right? That's super cool. Uh, you know, on a side question, because I was like, oh, you know, you talk about elections. And I think this is this is a kind of a, a side conversation I'm bringing in just kind of more generally is that even myself, when I'm listening to you talk about this, it's so easy in my mind to think the context is in America. 
it's strange because you're Canadian. I know. I mean, America is also yeah. Canadian, I guess. But so. so many things, like even right now during this COVID time, is mm-hmm. like, this is happening, this is happening. I was like, but that's all coming out of America. You know, so much of what we consider world news or um, the state of the world mm-hmm. is often just only what we see in the, in the news. And how a lot of that gets in the media is mm. more Americans. So when you say elections, I'm like, I think that immediately. And at the same time, when you talk about um, not, you know, don't care about money, I think a lot of people would, half of them would be like, yeah, and then half of them would cringe. So it's really easy to hear something like money doesn't matter. And it has has such a different charge and connotation to it, of course, depending on where you live, what country you're from, your own social economic status. How does it flow out of you so easily? And what does it actually mean when you say money doesn't matter? When I say not money doesn't matter, uh, it's twofold. First of all, it's a personal thing of, to me, I don't want my life to be about making money. It has to be about something else. So in that sense, money cannot matter to my purpose. On the other hand, uh, as a bigger thing, money doesn't matter in the sense that you can't eat money, you can't drink money, you can't live in money, you can't do anything with money other than get the things that matter. So you want... You want uh, clean air, you want clean water, healthy food, housing, clothing, energy, communication devices, transportation and stuff like this, healthcare. Um, but let's, but we, sh- we shouldn't fool ourselves in the, into, the, into believing that we need money to get there, to get that thing. That's simply just how we do it because it's functional and it's traditional. Um, so in that sense, of course, money matters to a lot of people and most of the people because that's how we get our security and the things we need to survive. <clears throat> but, uh, but the money itself is not what we need. It is the things that we buy with it. Mm-hmm. Does that make Yeah, no, that, sense? Yeah, no, I think that clarifies a lot more because what I wrote down here is like this idea of inequality, first of all, is, is the money that creates that because we're trading it for something. <clears throat> and, and what I'm understanding with the resource-based economy is that you're trading resources. No, there's, there's no real trade. It's okay. uh, if you if you automate, then then you can create abundance. Mm. And if you have abundance, then you have stuff to give. Then this idea of trade is also based on a notion of scarcity, which we also have not a technical scarcity today, but we have made up invented scarcity. Uh, but there used to be a real scarcity that you could just couldn't have. You maybe you didn't have enough, or maybe you didn't. We talked about this earlier. Um, one city can't be sustainable because in Denmark, you can't grow coffee. If mm-hmm. you still want coffee, then you're going to need to trade. But if you have an automated process, then the trade is really, then you just have a computer saying, oh, yeah, make sure you have enough and send, because they have a need and they have a need, you, you establish a demand. Mm. And then with automation, you don't need the trade in the sense. That's sort of a way of humans sort of communicating that I want something from you and you want some from me. And, and then we trade. Um so, so in that sense, if you just have enough, then you just share. Mm. So, you would, like, so you would need the whole like globe to be somewhat on re- in in this for that whole flow to kind of happen that seamlessly. A just re- a question. A, a resource-based economy is by definition global. Okay. Uh, it, it doesn't mean that everybody has to participate. Again, mm-hmm. it's a free participa- participatory system, but it would need to touch on, on all around the world because you need access to metals to build things. You need access to mm-hmm, things. I mean, mm-hmm. you, need, you need resources around the planet and they're not all in one place. Okay. 
but uh, but that doesn't mean that you couldn't start uh, in a small mm. scale and and just provide for some of the things that, that people need like food mm. you see that in permaculture or mm-hmm. or homesteads or stuff like that you, they provide a lot of things for themselves and in, in a way this country that we're in right now also provides quite a lot for its citizens do you feel like that ha- greatly contributes partially contributes to be able to kind of jumpstart a project like this does there need to be somewhat of a mindset in your society do you need to have some sort of sense of security in your in where you're living to be able to go okay i can kind of maybe not have to think about money so much yes i don't think it's um i don't think the way you do it is to convince people that don't need to think about money i think you need to provide security first Mm. Uh, and, and there is one thing we need that we take for granted that we don't pay for it's air but in China, you might not take that as much for granted. It wouldn't be outrageous to think that you might be selling clean air down yeah, there. So sure. there is, that's an example of one thing we just take for granted that we get for free. Um, so, but if you could, um, if, if there was, no matter, if you always looked in your fridge or always went to, let's just say, always looked in your fridge and there was always uh, healthy vegetables, you would start just be like, Great, I feel safe around that, so I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have that scarcity mindset, mm-hmm. um, and and I think you would need to establish you would need to demonstrate that it's actually functional, before you could expect anybody to believe it. In the same sense that, I understand that in the '90s people didn't believe an electric car would be would work, and mm-hmm. it would be you would have this. Uh, range anxiety, or you would believe that it could never be the fastest car or the safest car. But now it exists, and it is the safest car, and it is the, <laughs> the fastest car, and there is no need for to worry about um, g- getting home with not enough le- electricity. Um, so you would need to demonstrate whatever you're talking about, uh, which is an, an, another problem with politics if you think about it. All these promises. Yes, definitely, and borders. Borders, I think, is a, plays a, definitely a big role into into this as well because we rented a electric car mm-hmm. and we totally had range anxiety because <laughs> one the city just didn't provide good infrastructure for it mm. and two if we went across uh, the bridge to sweden it was a totally different charger mm. yeah see yeah yeah that's know? again that's again a, a systems design that just they d- just haven't figured it out yeah they are it's probably based on they want to compete probably um, yeah yeah um yeah and it's funny thing about borders is that um Borders, they, they separate us in cultures, which is, there are, there's, there's some argument that they're very different cultures are hard to mix. Uh, you, you see this in Asian uh, people coming to other countries. They, they tend to hold themselves in their own little culture somewhere in Chinatowns and stuff like that. But on the other hand, political borders are totally made up and nothing in nature respects this border it just doesn't it doesn't actually exist exist unless it's a waterway or it's a mountain ridge or something like that well i I would say that there are like what you can kind of almost call species borders where there's a range in which they roam and that's kind of where they go doesn't mean it's not like mobile for Mm. example like a traveling herd but they have their own boundaries i think that might be a good word rather than like a border and the interesting thing also with, um, you know, these like Chinatowns and these gatherings, like, you know, so many people can say it's so many things. It can be because of this. It can be because of that. But one thing that um, speaking for Chinese people myself, we're very good at is creating our own economy. Mm-hmm. And that's also why we gather in close proximity to support each other's businesses, which is in a way similar to 
again, these principles of how do you have a community that can sustain its, itself. Um, but this is super... Got off track. <laughs> I got track. I know, got but I thought it was super on another interesting. Track. Let's I just know. say that. But I was like, this is like, I think it's nice to explain that part and unpack it a bit because, again, like part of this making it is like making it an ongoing journey and it's not something that is just about making money. Mm-hmm. It's like part of fulfilling your sense of purpose, your sense of success and defining it for your for yourself. And ideally, part of the podcast is helping people define beyond just making money. Yeah. And of course, sometimes I do just want to make the money because of oh. whatever. I, and I want to I want to make clear, Greenspeak, the phone company, is not about creating a resource-based economy. This it's about accepting that we live in a in a in a in a world that uses money, and then saying, okay, but what can we do good with this money then? Instead of giving just to ourselves and holding it in our bank accounts, what can we do that's good? Mm-hmm. And I think just having the mindset of not wanting money to be the the the, the purpose helps us make make it make it in the way that we do mm-hmm. and, and i would presume that it also helps you grow as a person and this is where i'm so fascinated to share is right now we're talking about this and it's super clear it's super strong confident you know like this is what's happening it's got a lot of gusto behind it but were you always like this no <laughs> <laughs> when we were working uh, i mean first of all on a personal level um I don't know if we're going to come into this later, but I, I, I'm very much into personal development um, because I, I used to be, I used to have a lot of social anxiety. I had a lot of things that, you know, growing up, we all have this, uh, some people call it trauma, but just, just things that were holding me back on a mental level. And um, when, when we, when we started, there was, there was, there were times where, you just felt like giving up you mm-hmm. just like there was there was very little we got two to three customers a day and mm-hmm. no matter what we did or didn't do we got two three customers a day that that seems like oh that's stable but it's first of all it's, it's not enough to get anywhere it would take us 50 years to get to get to wow. be able to pay for our salaries you know <laughs> yeah. um maybe not maybe the math doesn't work out on that <laughs> um but uh but it, it it's really demoralizing if no matter what you do, nothing changes. Even if if it's just linear and and you put a lot of effort into it and nothing changes, then what what, what do you you don't understand what's going on? Um, and there was there were a few years where that was happening, and also at at the same time when you have a job on the side that takes a lot of energy out of you. So we would meet a few times a week um, at my place and talk and sort of plan. But we all had full-time jobs, and uh, and that takes a lot of energy out of you. So so when you don't see growth, mm-hmm. um, um, then then you you start thinking, is this is this even going to work? Um, what really I think the first thing that changed was that Anas got fired. He got fired from a job, and all of a sudden he had a light in his ass. He was just mm, fired up. Right. He needed, stuff needed to happen now. Sometimes scarcity in that way yeah, helps, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. A, little, a little stress <laughs> helps sometimes, you know. Um, and he had all this time, so he started. He he we got another person involved who didn't end up lasting in the company, but he started hanging out a lot at his place, which then said to me, I started sensing that they were making a lot of decisions mm. and some of them were good. Some of them I was like, I would like to have had some input on that. Uh, so I talked to my boss and said, 
okay, can I rearrange these things and go down in time? Because I would like to be part with them at least a little bit every day. So I would, I would work half a day, half days every day. And then the rest of the day I would go to and hang out with them, which again made me sort of put more effort into it. And then, uh, so that was the first catalyst. And then later on, all of a sudden, we still don't exactly know why, but we, we switched it. What happened was we started, we had these two to three customers a day and all of a sudden we had eight to 10 customers a day. And that's where we still sort of are. And no matter what we do, nothing changes, which is still frustrating. But now at least we, I mean, now we have like a respectable um, sort of customer in what would be influx, mm -hmm, would mm -hmm. you call that? Sure. Um, and, and it's enough for us to do it full time. But uh, yeah, it wasn't always easy. And uh, But one thing I will say is from the very beginning, there have been so many good vibes mm. about this project from everybody. The people we support, of course, even though we only started out giving very small amounts, they were really happy because it's it, they're not, um, in Danish we were called Ørmærkel, they're not set aside for specific purposes so they can have afford, they can afford things like stamps. You, you would, oh my you, gosh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, the, now the amounts are, are, are bigger and they make a, a bigger impact. But back then, even just stamps would, apparently oh. was, was a big deal. And, and with the customers, uh, now that we've taken over our own, our own uh, customer service, because um, Anas has 10 years in uh, experience in customer service, um, we get all this positive feedback. Um, it's, it's incredible. And they get this all day long. Everybody calls in and saying, oh, so amazing what you're doing. Even if some of them might even be a little apologetic if they have a problem, they're calling you, oh, I don't know, something's wrong. I don't know exactly what's, but I mean, it's not a big deal, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, and, and also another thing, uh, aspect of this is when other phone companies call them and they, and they say, actually, I have Greenspeak. Nowadays, uh... it's like, they already give up. It's always ah. like yeah, I can't. They, I don't have. Any, they don't have anything to sell because we don't sell a phone subscription. We sell. We are something. Uh, com so sort of. We are. We are selling a, a plan to help people and the world. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And none of the other ones are doing that. And we also sell you phone subscriptions with that. You know, mm -hmm. so. like they're subscribing to helping. Exactly. Exactly. That's super cool, yeah. and. It makes a lot of sense. Let's just put it like that as well. It makes a lot of sense to be able to cover your own needs, mm -hmm. you know, like, and, and live comfortably because, you know, beyond also getting good advice from other people, if you're not feeling good, it's hard to hard to kind of push through those hard times. I mean, some of the, the biggest stress factors, uh, and I've, I've been out of work for four years before I, before I got together with Anas about this, uh, and stressing about money is the worst thing. It's just terrible. It just wanes on you. You can. I remember getting anxiety, like anxiety, if I saw a, a letter in the mailbox. I would have to open it immediately mm. because otherwise I couldn't stand the idea that this would be more bad news about how I did not live up to the whatever it was. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's I, I. I really empathize with people in that situation because it's terrible. Uh, so that's the very first step that that you should focus on is getting some kind of stability mm -hmm, financially mm -hmm. um, so that's what you would advise anybody in any situation starting anything yes yes <laughs> yes absolutely um to, to yes you, you should that should be at least the first goal mm. find a way to be able to pay your bills mm. uh, because that's going to relieve some of your stress um yeah because i think that's often not 
commonly spoken about. Let's tie it in with self-development. There's a common also um, assumption or at least a broadcast that you want to do it kind of two feet in, give it your all, sacrifice and and just go for it. Mm. Which, you know, I, I've also met lots of people who've done that and I can still feel an underlying kind of like anxiety. Like they don't have the, the ground beneath them mm. to actually walk on even, you know, not even to like, you know, jump into. It's like they don't mm. have the foundation to walk on and it almost sounds like not cool to have to actually do this mm-hmm. as get a job and make sure you're you're sustainable yeah i mean <laughs> in the i mean I, I i totally agree there are people that there are people that would argue listening to this that well actually if you don't have sustainability then we talked about this a little yeah and with honest in this case then you have more the f- fire to do things yes maybe that's true but is it healthy Mm. Uh, and again, we have this, we have sort of this, uh, well, do we even have to ask that? We just got to make things happen, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and if anyone can see right now, we're doing like our head from side to side. <laughs> yeah. Like that's how we imagined them would be like. <laughs> Snapping know? my fingers here. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, I think that's like, again, like what this podcast is about reminding anyone listening. It's like, you got to make it your own way. Maybe mm-hmm. for you it is, you got to just quit and, and jump. But we just highly advise in this case with someone who you're listening to the story to, who in five years has made it to what it is today and that it can continue growing and supporting other people, you know, abundance to be able to support mm-hmm. other people is that, hey, yeah, created own foundations first. They don't have to be perfect. They don't have to be for long. But alleviating that stress of, like you saying, thinking that money is what matters can actually help you focus on what truly does. Mm. And I think that is so true for anybody starting out. And especially right now with our very fragile economy, you know, like it's okay if you need to think about, oh my God, I just, I just need to get a job mm-hmm. before you can maybe even pursue your dreams right now or, you know, these bigger goals. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can attest to that just knowing as a person in a family where um, someone else was stressed about money, it spreads. Yeah, into everybody around you, yeah, into you everything. Other, I mean, and even take money out of the equation. If you are stressed and if you if you have a scarcity mindset and you are worried, that affects everybody around you. It affects they can they can feel it in the way you talk. They can feel it in the little jabs you have and you, all these mm-hmm. everything about you says you're off. You're Mm-mm-mm. not balanced. You're worried. Just um, Mm-hmm. It really does affect the world around us. Mm-hmm. And that's that energy or that place or the mindset, um, the beliefs, that's where you're creating from. That's what you're making things mm-hmm. from. And like you said, when you were looking back at like, oh my God, why are we still throwing like pee and poo into the water? It's like they were probably in scarcity mindset and they were just like, toss it out. And so you can say like that's, you can understand because it, you can, it makes sense in the sense that yeah, when you're in that state of mind, when you're in a lack or you're in just not knowing, whatever the state of mind, mm. you create from that place. Yes. So in your case, from just not just watching this movie, like from the four years of, of being unemployed and from that place, was it really just the one movie that really kind of kickstarted? And if it did, what has been helping you maintain this mindset of whatever it is now, a more positive one, a growing one? What was that journey like? The for a long time, the the, I mean, obviously, once I saw the movie, I started looking into a lot of more information, and there is a lot more information about this than just the movie. Um, 
and for a long time but for a long time i was just the idea of this resource-based economy was something i thought about every day and was the driving force but again it took four years to find a way so i knew the direction i wanted to go but it took me four years to find a sort of a vehicle to 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 pair to set out, out a path which what was did you be- know in, in those four years even though you were in a, in a struggling place, what was it in your mind that you were looking for, the direction that you had? I was looking for a way to um, have uh, an everyday sort of, your life is made up of a lot of everydays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute, is that how time works? Okay. Uh, I was looking for, for a way to make every day sort of count and where I could put work into going towards a place I believed in um, to create this positive change. And and it just took a long time. I tried different things and was part of different groups and stuff that just didn't work out. Um, so um, yeah, so just it just took, really took a while. Now after we started Greenspeak, um, I remember the first the first time we went we were out on uh, with our with our roll ups and we were trying to <laughs> s- sling some sling some mobile service uh, <laughs> subscriptions. You know, <laughs> we were at a, a sustainability fair. And uh, and I was I told the guys, you know what? Um, yeah, I'm not going to I'm not going to be selling anything. I'm just going to be sitting over here working on my computer. And I think they looked at me like, seriously. But I was just I was afraid. I was really afraid. I, I had no experience. And I just I was, mm. I was getting anxious about this idea of, of, of talking to people and getting sort of getting them in. I felt a little fake, maybe. or I was just anxious about it uh, until I, I studied Mark. Who's, who used to work as a, as a salesman and uh, and just start picking up on what he was doing. And mm. I said, okay. And within the day, you know, within three hours, I was doing it myself. <laughs> and, and you, so, so that's sort of the, the growth. Um, uh, and, and as I, as I grow more as a person and I get more comfortable with things and I start to look inwards and, and deal with my own, you know, personal stuff and demons, I, um, I also become interested in other aspects. Mm. When we, as an example, when we moved to uh, Think, when we when we moved office into Think, where we have office now, um, I started getting more sort of. All of a sudden, we had a community. There were people I was talking to, and they were sort of sharing their issues with me, and I was giving a little advice. I was sharing my issues or whatever, or whatever it was, everyday stuff, and I I realized that. I'm really interested in community. I love working with community. And then all of a sudden that became a big part of what I wanted to do. And I, I sort of, I encompassed this in, in, in the, in the, in the big sort of the big goal <clears throat> where it was always now looking at it, it was always necessary for me to deal with community, but I just never saw it until it sort of became a, a, a big thing in my own life. Um, and and the same thing with uh, I have in the last few years I have I've become more and more aware, and this may turn some people off. I've I've become more and more aware that I have been grown up with um, what I would call feminist propaganda about how men and women should act, and it just never felt natural, and I never got any i i just never got the results i wanted i never really understood and it it didn't it it didn't help my social anxiety it wasn't until i started looking at other sources and looking into sort of like a grounded masculinity and 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 realizing that we are different in many ways we have different hormones coursing through our bodies we we have 
different strengths and different weaknesses. We have different experiences. Uh, and that makes us very different in some ways. We are compatible species, uh, sort of a, 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 a compatible species, but that requires that we, that there are two things at least that to be compatible, otherwise we're just the same. So once I started leaning into masculinity, I also became, I felt more comfortable with myself and in my own skin, but I also um, wanted to share this with other men. So mm -hmm. now that became another big part of, of my sort of, of my, of my life and what, and part of this mission, you might say, or this um, direction. Well, first of all, thank you for being um, honest and brave and bringing up things which might, you know, rub people the wrong way. And that's, that's a big conversation that um, with nuances yes. that would be unpacking in its own time. But I understand what you're saying, that in the sense um, equal does not mean we don't have differences no. that, in, in short. Mm -hmm. And this ability to transform your own mindset um, which I think is really important to give a, a little bit more description here because at least for myself, the, I think for myself, I always try to imagine all the possibilities first. You know, you kind of want to like hone in on your vision. Are you clear about your values? And like, as if you have to have this plan completely like, mm. like um, solid, like, you know, the future. But as I'm hearing it is that you kind of found something that you really just spoke to you and you, you just went into it. Mm -hmm. And then as you became more aware in that process, whether it's selling from, um, you know, hanging out with your your partner and watching him just naturally being exposed to something different that you became more open to something uh, and then a door um, leading you into something you go oh I, I actually really care about community but it also kind of always made sense but it just wasn't necessarily the focal point when you were on your journey maybe I was even just afraid so I was always keeping it at arm's length yeah so it's like but it's okay and I think that's important to remind like it's okay if we don't know everything this mm -hmm. what it actually means when we say it's okay not to know everything because it will be revealed to you so long as you kind of move towards the thing that's calling you is what I'm hearing yes um I wouldn't necessarily call it the things that's calling me because I don't think I would have had thought of it like like that I think uh, there's a lot of truth to this idea that if something scares you, then you have to do it. Mm. Um, if it, the thing that scares you the most, you've got to you've got to find a way to lean into that because you're holding yourself back, and it's never going to be as uh, scary as it as you as it is in your head. Uh, so I think some of the things, sort of just facing my fears showed me that oh maybe maybe this is not so bad and then i found out well maybe i'm actually quite good at some of this stuff mm. uh, um, and that that sort of revealed the thing i i think i, I wouldn't have i don't think i would have thought of it as sort of a, a thing that was drawing you towards drawing it? me towards it mm. other people might might experience those type mm -hmm. of thing but i think this was actually something who knows maybe it was and i was just again pushing it away but in, in essence it just means like it's okay if right now people are afraid yes and it's and it's very okay to have a lot of questions and not know things and that's all part of the journey uh it would be absurd uh, to think that you can know everything mm -hmm. um and it's even a little absurd to think that there that that the, what you have in mind you're going to do is actually where you're going to end up. Mm. Because there's so much you don't know that you don't even know what you don't know, you might say. You, there's, <laughs> yeah. there's so many parts of the journey that you never even considered because you never even heard of them. Mm -hmm. But they can become very important, uh, um, i.e. community. 
in this community is I think what is also kind of how you like to work now. Like you've discovered this is part of also with making it is like the work culture, you know, like there's a difference of, you know, being a video editor where you're often alone, you know, just you in the screen. I, I know how that feels. And then there's the opportunity to learn with other people and trust in other people to work with. And this idea of this way of working, how would you describe, you know, that you thought you might've liked to work before? and how you've discovered how you actually enjoy to work now. Maybe even the, during the quarantine, which might have helped. Uh, right. Uh, it's interesting because uh, it actually sort of started with a course you did, uh, where, uh, a leadership course, where I realized that there were different types of leadership that I hadn't really considered before. Um, and before then, I think I would have I would have just said, well, I mean, I'm the boss. Just do what I'm told. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Straight up, yeah. <laughs> uh, at least to, to some degree. Um, but now I realize that that's not at all what I want to do. I really want, I, I would much rather build people up and support them and then let them sort of go on their own, own journey, be available and as a guide and, and give advice. Uh, but but let them also make mistakes, which is really important, um, and and sort of also um, take ownership. I think if there's always someone breathing down your neck, then you can never take ownership over what you're doing. And if you don't take ownership ownership over it, then there's always going to need be the need for someone to breathe down your neck. Yeah. Um, so so I, I I really think to build people up, you got to let them sort of you got to support them in that journey and uh, and not not micromanage so i tried not to do that but did also you, did you get that in your journey from you know from nerd you know productions to to here do you feel like that's what you also needed um i wouldn't call i mean i had the my boss was great in at nerd production <laughs> shout out again, uh, shout yeah. out again <laughs> uh, but i don't to some degree i guess i we weren't we i was left to make my thing but then he would come in and be like yeah, th that's not the level where we're at. We need to be up here, uh, and then mm -hmm. uh, and then he would he would need to intervene a little bit. Yeah, right. Yes, intervene a little bit. Um, but yeah, so I I think I don't think I've ever really experienced the type of leadership that I that I strive to mm. to do, and I'm still very much learning. I've I haven't it. I've had for the last four years or so, I've had p partners with me, but that doesn't mean that. I lead them with everybody owns the same share, you know, mm. now we've hired some people. And so I'm getting a lot of experience sort of trying to guide them mm -hmm. to, to just help them uh, make good decisions that I still, that I feel like we can stand for and behind. Yeah. Help yeah. them succeed. And which means helps you succeed, which helps the whole overall vision exactly. succeed. Yeah. I, I think of it a lot like, uh, the way I want to lead is that my my job. I'm in some ways I'm actually working for them because mm -hmm. it's my job to make sure that they they feel motivated, that they feel like they accomplish something, that they that even though uh, there are things that they need to change, they understand that it's not all of it that's bad. It, that there's plenty of positive. Um, so I'm very aware these days to to bring up if someone has an idea and then we talk about it and then I'll be like yeah and I'll mention their name. But what she said is not my idea. What she said was right. I, I agree mm. with that. Mm. Uh, sort of to, to build, sort of pull, pull people up and say, good, good idea. Good job. And that was good. You did that. And just always be really supportive. 
and then it'll come it'll come back it'll come back tenfold in, in positive vibes yeah and in, in a bit of a way it's kind of at least how i can quickly imagine it a little bit like a resource-based economy you're not motivating by money mm-hmm. in in regards to your team mm-hmm. but by like the values exactly I mean, <laughs> yeah, we, 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 I think we tend to think that money is the only thing that has value of what you can buy with money is the only thing that has value. But people that are dedicated to ideas and concepts and, 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 um, and, and ways of doing things and they get so much value out of, out of just this working with other people, they get so much value for themselves in their own lives. And it, it makes them feel connected. It makes them feel calm in themselves. They look forward to going to work because they'll meet those people or then they'll get to talk about these ideas. The money is, is in many, can be in, in many ways secondary or tertiary. Mm-hmm. It's not all the only thing that can make you rich or ah, <laughs> your lives rich. Yeah, I've been waiting to drop that for like that 10 seconds. That sounds like a fortune cookie right there. <laughs> And so, okay, now we've like, you've gone, it's fifth year, we've gone back in time a little bit to even before the five years of four years of being unemployed to finding the, 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 having the direction and then finding something that you feel like you can move into and discover so much about yourself. Do you feel successful? Um, success is like a, an ever moving goalpost. That's how you would define it. That's how I would define success because um, because the, as soon as you get to the thing that you want, that you had in your mind that you were going for, then that's sort of the new normal and you you always make up new goals. You always do new things. So you're sort of in a perpetual state of things aren't really good enough. I'm not sure that's really healthy. Uh, so <laughs> I, 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 the, the short answer is yes, because... I still I still try to maintain the 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 ult, the, the first sort of um, goal in head in my head which was can I spend my entire day working towards make making a positive change mm. and yes that's where I am right now now I am still in the very beginning of my ambition for what I want to accomplish but yeah uh, having people call in and say you're doing a great job every day uh, I'm just gonna take that word for it and say, yeah, we're success. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that answer, and I love the difference of the first definition of where you say yes to success is how am I feeling basically? Mm. Do I feel that I'm making that impact? And the answer is yes. And then there's the slightly, um, you know, fork in the road where it's like, yeah. And then there's the accomplishments, mm-hmm. yeah. which is a different, like the the true goalpost of success because if you hadn't listened to the other episodes is that success really by definition is just the accomplishment of an aim or a purpose and in this and in one case one is an ongoing making it journey build yes. this build that share this share that and then there's one that's yourself that you're feeling uh you know fulfilled by and in a lot of ways you can already feel that way like you say and learning to recognize that you're feeling that way is a different journey but in your five not actually nine years really of, mm-hmm. of how we've kind yes. of talked about if i think you've been able to identify that you know sense of fulfillment and, and success at least how to identify that you're near it yes and and you know as i with self-development every month i feel like i'm more calm and more centered and more with myself and i'm more happy and i'm creating more joy with other people and all this uh, but, but but just uh, 
as an advice, just always remember to look back where you were and feel like, are you better now? Then that's mm. pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's, yeah, you're not, go, you're not going up. I guess in this case, you could be going uphill or downhill. But as long as you turn around and you're happy with what you see now, mm. then you're, you're close. And that's actually a good segue. I think a nice way to kind of wrap up for the person who has been listening this whole time. Thank you. You've made it this far. Hello. <laughs> Hello to you. <laughs> is they might be inspired to create something very similar. They might be inspired about a resource-based economy or something of a business where, you know, they can make sure their needs are met, but they can do, like you know, have all the profits for something else or whatever it might be similar. Somebody walking behind you on the journey. What would be your not just advice, but words of wisdom for them? Yeah, I thought I thought about you asked you asked me this earlier. And I thought about it. It, was, it, was, it was sort of the hardest question to sort of think about. But uh, I came to this idea that I think what has really served us well in Greenspeak is that if you want to, if your idea is to you want to do something that is not just make money, then be careful about um, what structure you set up. So, like I said, we set up some rules. We didn't want, we have maximum salary, medium, uh, uh, equal salary. And we have this idea this in our contract that we can't sell the shares for more than we bought them. That's a way for us to maintain the values and our principles because there will come a time where you're going to be offered some money or some opportunity that doesn't really fit into what you the, 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 what you really, what you set out to do, but it's going to, it's going to seem like a, like a good opportunity. And, and maybe it, it's not going to be so bad. And it's, it, we can make that money and we can do all the king things once we have that and all this. Um, but if you do too much of that, you will, you won't, won't notice it, but you've, you've really strayed away from your goal. And we, I can tell from personal experience that there have been times where we, where we have, where there's been an idea from one of us with this idea of, can we get more? Oh, well, maybe 30,000 isn't enough from one of us. I'm not going to say who. <laughs> and, and <laughs> Which may include yourself, right? Yeah. Of course. So, and and luckily, we, we're so good at this. So we, we'll, we'll talk about it. And, and one of us will say, remember, guys, this is not what it's about. Uh, but but if we weren't so good at this, and, and I think it's a long shot that you're going to have three people with the same basic values. The fact that we wrote it down really means a lot because the person who doesn't agree can say contract uh, you know you can sort of you can say that's not what this is about and we set it we set it up so we don't don't have to we don't have to fall into these traps of going going off course mm. um value wise mm -hmm. and i think that would that would be the the sort of the, the biggest advice i could give is really think about what it is you want and then write it down and maybe put it in a contract or something, especially <laughs> mm -hmm. if you're working with other people, because you'll be you'll be sort of with time, you'll be a little blind to it. It'll come in, in ways you don't expect. Mm. Hmm. I'm sure that's a lot easier said than done. Mm -hmm. as yes. easy. <laughs> but it did roll out of your mouth really smooth. <laughs> and... I think this is more of like, uh, you know, when you, if I can imagine a person with listening right now, they're on a journey and they run into this guy on the road and this, road, and this is kind of a little prophecy <laughs> telling you, just so you know, down the road, you're going to have to make some of these decisions. So maybe it'll sink in, maybe it won't, but mm -hmm. hopefully this is just 
uh, been a voice that might reappear when it's needed because I think that is a really uh, potent notion that when you want to create such change that would restructure the world restructure a system in which people govern their everyday lives with like you mm-hmm. said you're looking for everyday these sort of change mm-hmm. it's going to take time patience and to make sure that you stay on course on the river you want to go and it's easy to kind of pick the fast one because everyone seems to go in down the fast river exactly and that's so nice and at the same time the work culture knowing that you can feel supported with other people doing it with you with the same values who can remind you like hey maybe we're not getting paid that much but hey we got each other and if that speaks to you that makes you feel good that makes you feel successful Mm. then i think it can be a lot easier and so these are those components um to your story and to your journey and what you've made and what you're still making that i think is uh really admirable and so worthy for other people to hear so that they know that they can do it too and that it can be done in such a grounded, relatable, um, and I dare say simple way. Thank you. I like to think of it like that, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. thanks for taking this time and sharing with all of us. There's something else you want to say? Thank you for having me. And thank you for doing this, which is, I, I thought uh, the other episodes were really um, uh, really useful even for me like oh that's a, that's a good good angle i like your angle on this making it and having some stories and we learn a lot uh, from other people's stories and experiences and i think that that's so it's really useful I, and i i do think people are listening i'm I don't mm. think you're lying. Well, you know, I'll take a, a good a lesson from Greenspeak. Well, two, three, di- two, three people. That's how you start out. That's there okay. You, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Thanks for being a stand-up guy, being a real guy, and sharing a real story and a real success. Thank you. Anytime. Bye. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening to the Making It Podcast. This is your host again, Jocelyn Lee. If this resonated with you in some way, please leave a review. Rate this podcast and help spread the message of making it. Don't forget to follow us on our social media handles, and we can't wait for you to join us next time.